Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Brother Darrell, I need a mic. I know that thing's picking me up. I know it won't work in the back there without a mic. But... Hallelujah. All right, let me read 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Phone call, scammer. In the Amplified Classic Version. For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings, can you lower it a little bit, Brother Darrell? It's pretty loud. And every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And then I just want to read verse 4 in the New Living Translation. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. I emphasize a few words in there like arguments and theories and reasonings and proud and lofty and things that set itself up against the true knowledge of God and uh, human reasonings, imaginations, knowledge, bringing into captivity, human reasons, arguments. And based on all these words and phrases and different activities, it's obvious that the understood subject here would be our minds, our thought life, the thought realm. And that's what Paul's talking about here. Your mind is the battlefield. And I got to remind you one more time. Whose mind is it? It's your mind. Who's responsible for it? You are. Who's the one who polices it and decides what's going to be allowed to not only come into it, but stay there and what's going to be thrown out? It's you. You're up, it's, it's up to you. It's your mind. Amen? And so they also have something to do with our will and our desires. Uh, this is where the will is up here in this mind. This is where you decide what you like, what you don't like, what you desire, what you don't desire, what you believe, what you don't believe. That's your will. And so in other words, 
the, the battleground where all these things take place, all these different activities take place is the mind. Your mind is a battlefield. And I don't know about yours, but there's always a battle going on inside of my mind because there's so much stuff coming in that needs to be filtered and compared to the word of God and then either cast down or allowed to come into my heart and establish a belief system. And my belief system today is based on the word of God. Everything I believe is based on the word of God. And once you establish a belief system like that, you will no longer be carried away by every wind of doctrine and everything that you hear on the fake news and, you know, climate change and, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world. I know better than that now, but there was a time when I could be taken in by some of that. And it was because of what I allowed into my mind. So the strongholds that Paul is talking about are the reasons and the dogmas and the teachings and the principles that we've established in our minds that are directing our lives. And the ones that have to be dealt with are the ones that disagree with the word of God. If it agrees with the word of God, it doesn't have to be dealt with. You can allow it to come into your heart. Uh, but whatever you allow into your heart, as you know, it could take root and it could produce some type of fruit, some good, some bad. So we have to be careful what we allow into our heart. The mind is what filters it and decides what's coming in and what's not coming in. And what I'm saying is that many of us need to change our way of thinking in a lot of different areas of our lives. I do. I mean, I, I'm changing my thought patterns and things that I allow into my head every day, I'm changing something. And changing the way we think is gonna launch some battles in your mind because this is the strongholds Paul was talking about. Things that we've allowed in our mind and uh, they, they come in as a thought, become an imagination and that imagination becomes a stronghold and then pretty soon that's all you can think about is that particular thought that you allowed to take root in your head and sometimes in your heart. And now it's become a stronghold. I was telling Pastor Ed today, I heard a, a worldly song a while back. Uh, it was on America, no, not America Got Down, but the, the other one. And it was this uh, big old Hawaiian boy, Ian e Tongi or something. And he sang uh, Monsters. And it was a, a song about uh, a father and a son and the father was dying and the son was singing to him telling him it's my turn to chase the monsters away or something. It was a really catchy song. It was touchy and uh, uh, there was a certain part in there. I'm not going to say it because I've been dealing with it all week. But, <laughs> but there was a part in there that just popped into my head. And, and this was a long time ago when I heard that but it popped into my head. Next thing I knew I was singing it and humming it and before I realized. And I said, what are you doing? And I'm telling you, I had a hard time getting that out of my head. It was trying to become a stronghold. And it was almost to where uh, unconsciously uh, I put it out. And before I knew it, I'm singing it again. And uh, me and Pastor, I was talking about it. I said, you know how I've been defeating it? I, I thought of an old Jimmy Swagger song that I used to like. You know, Jesus, just a mention of your name. And so... Uh, Every time that thing come in my head, I sing, Jesus, just a mention of your name. And then I would uh, keep doing that until it got out. 
uh, until it got out of my mind. And then a little while later, here it comes again. So it's something I'm dealing with. It's a battleground up there. Yes. Amen. Amen. But I'm getting the victory over it. Yes. It's not a bad song. It's just that it's a sad song. And I don't want to sing it. And so it's my mind, and I'm going to tell my mind what to think on and what it's going to think and say and do and, and stuff like that. So it's just a matter of principle. But like I said, changing the way you think is going to launch some battles in your mind. In other words, we can't wrestle with these things in the natural. They have to be wrestled with, with spiritual weapons. We should really be using God's weapons trying to defeat these things. And so... That's why I thought of a Jesus song. But Paul tells us in Romans 12, 2, turn there if you would, I want you to roll your eyes around on this. Romans 12, 2. He says, be not conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, you're the one that has to renew the mind. It's the renewing of your mind, and you're the one that's going to do it. So in other words, he's saying, I'm going to give it to you in Queenie's language. Don't conform, comply, abide with, or obey the things of this world and the things that they put into your head. But be transformed, which means to alter, modify, to convert, to metamorphose. A metamorphosis should take place in your mind. In other words, you're going to turn from a worm into a butterfly, and it don't happen overnight. It's a metamorphosis. And, and so how do we do this? By renewing our mind. And what do we renew it on? The word of God. Those thoughts that have been coming into your head. Like that song that has been coming into my head. Has to be replaced with something. So Paul is telling us here. To transform your mind. Do a metamorphosis of your mind. by And renew it on the word of God. And so you start. Uh, thinking on the word of God. Rather than these other things. And, you know, Paul even tells us, I think it's in Philippians 4, 8. It starts in there. He said, uh, be not conformed, or now that's Romans 12, too. But anyway, he tells us what to think on. He said, think on these things. That's pretty plain. And he says, you know, whatever, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is good for it, but all of this stuff. He said, think on these things. So when these other thoughts come in your mind from, from the world, from the devil, from places that you've opened your ears and eyes to, he says cast them down and think on these things instead. So you're replacing those thoughts with the right thoughts. But every time we do that, we come up against the strongholds and the beliefs and the ideas that have been built up in our heads and in our minds over the years by the things that the world has exposed us to. The programming that the world has done to our minds through television and radio and song and all these different things that the world is constantly pounding at us with and uh, these things have to be pulled down and replaced before we can metamorphose into the word of God and become something something else and so the strongholds came from thoughts that we just didn't properly deal with 
you know, uh, we talked about this the last couple of weeks. When the thought comes into your head, you got to deal with it. Deal with it while it's in your head. Uh, if you don't want an oak tree, deal with the acorn. Don't wait till it gets planted and becomes an oak tree. So we don't want to let it get too big or get too strong before we deal with it. So the best place to deal with it is in our heads as a thought. And, and they're designed usually by the enemy to keep us from walking in victory, not to mention to keep us from looking and sounding stupid. Amen. <laughs> Example, we have people believing that there's more than two genders. How did that happen? The world planted a thought in their head and they either didn't know how to deal with it properly or they didn't care to deal with it at all. And they just started entertaining that thought until it become a imagination. They started to imagine themselves as another gender and it became a stronghold and then it got to the place where it started manifesting itself on the outside and they started dressing and looking like another gender. How does it start with a thought? Yes. We have kids that believe they're cats. There's a name for it too, kitty something, but they actually believe they're cats. And what does our education system do? It reinforces that belief and them thoughts by putting litter boxes in the bathrooms that are actually being used by these kids that think they're cats. How did the thought start with a thought? Just a thought. And this thought came from stupid people with stupid ideas and stupid motives. Thoughts that went unchecked in a mind that hadn't been renewed on the word of God. And I can give you more and more examples of that. I can get into some really ugly stuff, but I don't think I have to. I think you know some of the things that and the beliefs that are going along, going around right now. And, and some of these people actually think that they have become a woman or they have become a man. And we see it especially in sports. How in all good conscience and in their right mind could they stand up there on the highest winner's thing with two fine women athletes on each side that are uh, excellent athletes in their class and stand up there and accept a medal, a first place medal. How could they possibly do that unless they really had that metamorphosis take place in their minds and they really think that they're a woman athlete? Either that or they're just crazy. And it may be even a little bit of both. But these thoughts can become so powerful that, and, and become such strongholds that they will actually change your behavior and the way you believe about yourself. Now, if it can happen in that direction, why couldn't it happen in God's direction, in a good direction? If we just did with our thoughts concerning the word of God, which they did with their thoughts that came from the devil, we'd be a mighty army. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now we're very familiar with this passage of scripture and we know that word hearing in the Greek is, it, is in plurality, which means 
hearing over and over and over again. Not just once, but over and over and over again. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And when you stop hearing, your faith will start waning. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, what's the opposite of faith is fear. Fear, doubt, and unbelief. And how do they come? By thinking. Faith comes by hearing, but fear, doubt, and unbelief comes by thinking. Thoughts that have no business being entertained. Now, you may not be able to stop it from coming into your head. I get, like I said, that song popped into my head. I don't know where it came from, but it popped into my head, but I had to deal with it. So it's, it's not your fault if you get a weird thought. Uh, Queenie, it's not your fault if you all of a sudden think you want to wear a dress tomorrow. It's not your fault. But it's what you do with the thought after you get it in your head. And I know you would deal with it if it popped into your head. But I'm just using that as an example that weird things will pop into your head. It's not your fault. But it's your fault if you don't deal with them. Whose mind is it? Yours. And so thoughts that come into your head, they need to be compared to a standard. How do you know if it's a good thought or a bad thought? How do you know if you should be thinking it or not thinking it? You have to have a standard to compare it to, and that standard is the Word of God. And how does that Word of God get into you? By hearing and reading and seeing. you got to get it into you. So that standard is always there to compare these thoughts with that come into your head. And the ones that don't measure up to the standard, you cast them out. Those thoughts that came into a child's mind about being a kid, how did it grow to the place where they're using litter boxes? Because number one, the parent didn't correct it. And number two, nobody told them it was wrong thinking. They had no standard to compare it to. Amen. And so they went on thinking and thinking until it become a belief. And you know, kids' imaginations are wonderful if they're used properly. Kids can imagine anything. Get them imagining the right things. Get them imagining becoming a jet pilot or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you, they, you think that they would... Uh, like to be. Get their imaginations working into some good things instead of becoming a cat. But the, the thoughts weren't re rejected because their mind was still thinking like the world thinks and the way the world that uh, programmed them and they're not uh, transforming their minds on the word of God. They're conforming them to the world. I can remember making major decisions in my life. Pastor and I both. And one of them that comes to mind was whether or not we should get the COVID vaccine. Because, you know, when the pandemic first hit, well, you know, we thought it was real. We know the disease was real. We didn't know the motives behind it right away. And we kind of conformed to it because we church, closed the church for a couple of weeks because we thought that was the right thing to do to protect you. And then as we learned and started realizing that the whole thing was a hoax, not the disease, but 
their plan behind the disease, and then we begin to stand up to it. But there was a time we actually considered getting the vaccine. We looked forward to them developing a vaccine before the, the disease hit us. And, and we believe in vaccines. We were all vaccinated as kids. We had our children vaccinated. Real vaccinations work, but we didn't. And that's what we thought we were gonna get was a real vaccination. But there was something about it that just didn't set with us. And we, man, we rolled that thing around in our mind for a long time and we weighed all the different things and we had well-respected people that we know and love and trust that were telling us it would be the best thing for us to do considering our age and our uh, health condition. And so we were actually considering it for a few minutes, but when we realized that it was fear that was pressuring us into making a decision, our renewed minds knew that fear doesn't come from God. Faith comes from God. Peace comes from God. And as soon as we realized that it was fear that was pressuring us into making a decision, a bad decision, a wrong decision, as we look back on it, we knew then that it wasn't the right decision to make. And we decided not to get it, made up our minds, we're not getting it, and the peace of God just come upon us. It just flooded our hearts. And then we knew we made the right decision. And I'm not belittling anybody that got the vaccination because uh, we were all a little bit deceived in the beginning. Amen? And I know people that got one shot and then woke up and didn't get no more. And then I know people that got all the shots and boosters and everything else, you know. But I don't hold anything against them. That was their choice. And, and that was a whole thing that uh, we disagreed with was being forced to do something we didn't want to do. If you want to do it for yourself, that's great. You do it. That's your life. It's your decision to make. But it just wasn't right for us. And as soon as we realized it was fear, we rejected it. Why? Because we had a standard to compare it with. So anyway, that's a mind that's been renewed on the Word of God because most of our lives and through the old way of thinking, we made some bad decisions in our lives. We made bad financial decisions. We made bad life decisions, job decisions, all kinds of bad decisions. Why? Because we thought it was the right thing to do. We didn't have a standard to compare it to. We didn't have uh, something guiding us like peace. And looking back on it, I, I, I learned that a lot of decisions, bad decisions that we made was made out of fear. Fear was pressuring us to make it. And that's why I always said, anytime you feel pressure or fear, walk away. Don't make a decision at all. At least not while you're feeling that. Get in prayer, find out, get the peace of God on it. And once you get the peace, Whatever decision that was, you get the peace on it, that's the right decision every time. But if you make it because you're pressured, and you know, like signing on the line for that car, that house, that loan, if you don't do it now, uh, oh, yeah, it won't be here tomorrow, and all of a sudden you start feeling this pressure and walk away. Don't make many decisions under pressure or when you're feeling fear. But we have to change our way of thinking if we want to receive what the Lord has, the best that the Lord has for us, we need to change our way of thinking. And as a result, you'll find yourself walking in faith more and more because instead of uh, thinking and putting all this junk in your head and in your mind, you're reading the word of God and faith is coming because faith comes by hearing 
and you're hearing the word of God and faith keeps coming and faith keeps coming, you'll find it will change your life and things will start going your way all of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden you'll find out that, hey, this is working out for me. Why? Because you've applied faith to it. And, and you've got a, uh, you've compared it in your, in your head to the word of God and you start making better decisions now. See, if you think fearful thoughts, get into doubt and unbelief, it'll bring failure and defeat every time. And, and those thoughts come from, from your mind and, and many times they're inspired by the devil. He'll plant some thoughts in your head. He can't read your mind. He don't know what's going on in there. He has to watch your actions. He has to watch your body language. He has to listen for what comes out of your mouth before he knows what you're thinking. He don't know what you're thinking, but he can influence your thoughts. But you're the one that allows it to happen. And if anything holds you back in life, it's going to be your thinking. It's going to start with your thinking. <coughs> So start thinking in line with God's word and start believing for great and mighty things to happen in your life. Declare boldly that you're going to walk in health, wealth, and increase this year. You know, I had to get that in there. Health, wealth, and increase. Make it up in your mind. Start declaring it and start walking in it. Line your thinking up with that declaration. Hey, wait a minute. That thought don't line up with health. <laughs> That thought don't line up with wealth or prosperity. That thought don't line up with increase. As a matter of fact, it's going to cause me to decrease. Don't think on those thoughts. Think on God's thoughts. Think on what God says. And quit settling for anything less than God's best. Stop thinking of reasons why you can't have it and go after it with all your might and all your faith because you'll start reasoning in your head human reasoning and start thinking of all the reasons why it can't happen to you or can't happen for you why it shouldn't happen for you why you don't deserve it and you start thinking those thoughts and fear and doubt and unbelief is going to come in and it's going to cause you to walk in that fear and doubt rather than walking in the, in the victory it's just as easy <laughs> Actually, it's easier to believe the word of God than it is to believe the devil's lies. And yet we have so many people believing the devil's lies over the word of God. And I'm telling you, after Sunday's message, now I'm not bragging on me, I'm just bragging on God and, and how smart he is and how he showed us through the word that he is God and there is no other. And how he showed us and validated the word and showed us how uh, true the word is and how reliable the word is because every prophecy that he's ever given has come to pass. The ones that have come to pass because there's still future prophecies out there that have, haven't come to pass yet, but the ones that come to pass come to pass in perfection and pinpoint accuracy. Nobody else can do that. He shows us the end from the beginning. Nobody else can do that, only God. And I think that we proved it beyond any shadow of a doubt that the word is true. Yes. God has given us all kinds of signs. And I mean, they're right there in our face. And we have to choose to believe them or not believe them. I choose to believe them because they're too incredible not to believe. There's too much evidence to not believe them. But there's verses that you can say out loud over and over until... You're filled with faith, and then you start acting on them. 
but you got to continue to say them on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Uh, you know, when Pastor and I was first starting out, we'd make little index cards, sticky notes they were actually, and we'd put a, a promise on it or a passage of scripture, and we'd put it on the mirror, and we'd put it on the wall in front of the toilet, but obvious places where we could see it on a regular basis. And, and trust me, you're in the mirror every day. You <laughs> on the toilet every day. Good place to put those things. And you can't help but see them and you read them. And pretty soon faith starts coming because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And, and then you start getting those scriptures in your heart and you, and you begin to establish a, a system of beliefs based on the word of God rather than what the world has been telling you and programming you with. But we renew our mind on scriptures like, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Get that in yourself. Get that in your heart. The word is quick and powerful. Amplify said it is energized. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Yes. You know how I know them? From sitting on the toilet and reading them on the wall in front of me by shaving in a mirror and reading it while I'm shaving. By picking up the Bible and looking at it once in a while. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. He said no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say the, we the weapon wouldn't be formed. He said it wouldn't prosper. So when you get an attack with a weapon, don't believe, don't pretend that it's not there. It's there, but it's just not going to prosper. Sickness and disease comes in your body. It's a weapon, but it's not going to prosper. Amen. Amen. You got to believe that. And it's not easy when you got your body's being wrecked with some kind of sickness or disease and you're in pain. It's hard to believe that. But it doesn't change the word. I've always said this, that if, if something's not right, it's not right with you. The word is never wrong. God is never wrong. And Pastor Ed and I prayed this morning and... and, and Somewhere in that prayer, I began to cry out, God, why aren't we manifesting this healing here? Why are we still walking around with symptoms? We know your word is true. We believe that we're standing on the word. We know you can't fail. You can't lie. You said by his stripes we're healed, but we're not seeing the manifestation, the full manifestation. Now, don't get me wrong. We're still here. God is sustaining us. But somewhere there's a problem because I know he wants us healed and whole, but we're not experiencing it. And we actually ask God to show us what we, where we're missing it. What is it? Where are we missing it? Are we not walking in love with something? Are we harboring something in our hearts? What's wrong? We know it's not with you. And we're waiting on the answer. And I believe God is going to give us the answer. 
We say, God, you said in your word, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and he'll give it to him uh, liberally and, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. I said, Lord, we're not wavering. We're standing on your word. We have never doubted you. Amen. Why? God's going to show us. Amen. There's an adjustment that needs to be made somewhere. Amen? Amen. And we're willing to make that adjustment. We haven't seen it for some reason. But it's coming. Hallelujah. You know, we declare and decree that we shall live and not die. We shall live and declare the works of the Lord. Yes. That's easier to, to believe than some stinking disease is going to take you out before your time. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall not die in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Renew your mind on that. Yes. The devil said you can't have it. My God said I can have it. Yes. Yes. And you're not the one moving the mountains. You're speaking to it. He's moving it. Amen. Yes. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them when, when you pray, and you shall have them. Yes. You'll have them. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. What do you desire? Mm -hmm. Delight yourself in the Lord. He didn't just write that as a, as a cute little poem or something. He wrote it because it's his word. He made a promise. It's a decree. He shall give you the desires of your heart. But you have to commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him. And you have the desires of your heart. It's not hard to renew your mind. It's not hard to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And all he's telling us is, take those thoughts that come into your head, compare them to the standard of the word of God, and if they don't line up, cast them down. And if they come in again, you cast them down again. Then you keep doing that until the thought quits coming. Every time this song comes in my head, I'm going to sing, Jesus, just a mention of your name. Flowers bloom and the devil loses again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many times will I have to do it? I don't know. But I'm going to keep doing it until I forget that other song. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, the devil will try your thought life. And he'll bring in a little thought. Oh, it ain't going to hurt you to think about this. It'd be kind of nice if you had it. It'd be kind of nice if you did it. It'd be kind. And then before you know it, it's going to escalate until he brings a thought into your head. Why don't you just end it? Your life is a mess anyway. Why don't you just kill yourself? It's real easy. You're driving down the road, and and all you got to do is turn that wheel. I'm telling you, there's people all over the world that he's convinced to do things like that. But it didn't start with one thought. It came in subtly. Here a little, there a little. Just a tiny little thought that you entertained and you had no business entertaining. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. We need to work on our minds, don't you think? Yes. We need to work on our minds because they're messed up. And your mind, like I said, 
last week or the week before, it's the filter before it gets to your heart. You know, we got filters on our sink at home. We got three filters that are attached to a water faucet. And we drink water that's 99.9% .9 pure. How do I know it's pure? Because it's been filtered through the filters that we provided under the sink. How do I know my thought life is pure? Because it's filtered. And I never allow it into my heart. Amen? Amen. Filter. Think filter. Don't let things make it through the filter that don't belong there. I don't want any sediment in my water. I don't want any odors in my water. I don't want any germs or viruses or any impurities in my water. So it's filtered once, twice, three times. Same for my heart. I don't want things in my heart. I'm going to filter them before they get there. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And every once in a while, you got to clean the filter out. Oh, this one. <laughs> get that junk out of your head. Start out with a clean filter every morning. Amen? I said I'm quitting, I'm quitting. I love y'all. See you Sunday. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.